Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Welcome back to another episode of Us Being Obsessed with the Alchemist. Heyo. Uh, no, but if you didn't listen to last episode, we are obsessed with the Alchemist. That's right. We've been talking about the book to like everyone we run into. I've said Soul of the World a hundred times in the past <laughs> week. <laughs> but like, I talk about it with strangers. Yeah, me too. And we went to a birthday party and we mentioned it to a new friend and she was like oh shout out elizabeth she was like oh ladies let me tell you the universe conspires <laughs> it's like when you meet a fellow person who loves the same thing as you you're like in a club we're in the alchemy club alchemic <laughs> i was gonna say the alchemy club but it's alchemist club yeah so we're going to jump into one of the questions in the back of the book of The Alchemist today. But before we do that, um, let's can we do, our, do pledge? our pledge? Let's do our let's pledge. Let's do our pledge. What if we did our pledge? I, I pledge allegiance. Cheese and crackers. We thought about if we named our dogs cheese and crackers. But then one of them would be called crackers. And you can't say that. Yeah, you can. You shouldn't. Come here, crackers. Uh-uh. You can't. You shouldn't say it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God, indivisible, live purdy. And just us for all. That's right. It's just us for all. Um, we threw our dear friend Hannah a really fun, like, not baby shower, but like she's about to have a baby, but celebrating her and her journey through pregnancy make, tea party. Just trying to make her feel real special. And we themed it all pastel colors and we had it all set up. And my nails are yellow. My toenails are, are pink. bright pink. But I want to tell you something. Our nails... We, we pay to make them not yellow. You did this to us. But, but do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like people don't want to have yellow It's like painting nails. your teeth yellow. Yeah. Like why would I? <laughs> like why because go so hard was, with a theme? It was on brand. That you would yellow your nails. And I can promise you, if I hadn't put that base coat on, what my nails would be a little yellow. Oh, no. Like when I take it off. But I put the base coat on. You didn't put it on me. But, like, this isn't even pastel yellow. This is French's yellow mustard. That's big bird. Really big of a but bird. But my toenails are Pepto. I, look, I looked at the color on the tube, and it said... No, it didn't. Yeah, it was called Pepto-Bismol. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours called? I don't know. Mine was called... Oh, it was something clever. French's? No. It was called... They're always called something clever. Something colada. Because a pink, it was like a, it was like a that's play on not, pina colada. That's not the color of a pina colada No, this all. is the color of French's yellow mustard. You put it on your hot dog at the ballpark only. So that you can eat a hot dog, get it on and your shirt. nose, and no one will know. Right. I feel like the same people that name uh, nail 
polishes named paint colors. And I would love that job. Yeah. I think, I think we, we would be, be good, good at it. it. <laughs> I think we could really name some paint colors. Do you know that? Do you have one in mind? No. But today I thought about starting a uh, gin company. Oh, God. Called Imagine. <laughs> That's because, good. And then when you tell people, I've got this gin company, Imagine. <laughs> Can imagine. Imagine. Just imagine it. And no, that's it's it. called that's imagine. the whole spiel. And then no one buys it, but um, you keep going because you like to say that. Imagine. <laughs> okay. That's on. copyrighted right now, by the way. <laughs> okay. What would you name my nail color? French's mustard. No. <laughs> They're um, not going to give us the job. Messy hot dog. No. It, no. It has to be a punny play on a word. Okay. About yellow submarine. Haley, we're not getting the job. And by we, I mean you. Okay, well, I need to think about it. What's yellow? Lemon, think about it. Lemon, cello. Ye- lemon, Min yellow. yellow. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're tired. But I thought that was going to be something. Me too. I got really, I got jazzed about you it. You didn't say anything lemon about ch- lemon, think about it. Me? Yeah. I was talking about lemon, cello. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? What'd you say? I said, lemon, think about it. <laughs> did you not hear me say lemon cello, but lemon yellow? Wait, did you not say it with me? I did. Have you still heard? You've heard what I'm saying, right? Lemon, think about it. Yeah. That's your suggestion for the <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but you didn't say anything. That's not a visual. Lemon, think about it. You know what I'm saying? It has okay. to be visual. All right. All yeah. Right. The job's harder than you think. But obviously. I thought lemon <laughs> yellow <laughs> is going to be it. Okay. okay. We're going to come up with some colors this week and post them. I just want to say that this is so on brand that we're talking about naming a yellow nail polish <laughs> color before we get into a really deep conversation because I think we mentioned this last episode, but... When we were in Oregon and went on this hike, the hike started off with us <laughs> discussing the hierarchy of the nickname Angel. Angie, baby, Angie, Angel, Angels in the Outfield, and Booby Angel is the we pinnacle. We added it. Yeah. So we had that conversation on the hike, which led into us buying a bus, which led into this great really deep conversation about the soul of the world. And that's what's <laughs> happening here today. We're talking about French's yellow mustard nail polish names and the alchemist. <laughs> French is the language spoken in France, which is the country just north of You're done. Spain, You're which fired. is where the alchemist I'm getting a new co-host. Okay. <laughs> um before we read it though, we wanted to start off reading that young Pueblo poem that we found because we think it's the way we should start all the episodes read it yelly okay i was going to also say which we'll get into but that at this quote-unquote baby shower was not a baby shower we saw two of our really good friends and it was an intimate conversation and it was really funny and fun and lighthearted, but then meaningful and deep and i felt rejuvenated leaving that conversation because of this. 
Um, the quote is, an honest and deep conversation with a good friend is sometimes the exact nourishment you need to regain clarity, get back up, face the world, and resume your mission with a new and focused energy. I seriously it's love so that. Because it's point. true. It is so, so true. true. And honestly, I know we've said this before, but that is a huge why behind why we're doing this podcast, why we have conversations with each other, why we have guests on, why we live in our lives trying to be intentional friends, because that's that's what you need to get through this. Sometimes you got to realign and the best thing is talking to your friends Mm -hmm. through some stuff. Yeah. I totally agree. So, which kind of goes along with the question we've chosen. So, just to recap, if you haven't listened to the last episode, we are reading The Alchemist. We read it. I'm sorry, we're not reading it. We want to keep reading it like over and over again because we feel like there's something you can get out of it every time. But um, in the back of our book, the one that we got, it has these discussion questions. And I think... I think that's genius, by the way. Yeah, because they're really good discussions. And so the copy of the book, The Alchemist, that we have, on the bottom right, it's a purple circle that says plus insights, interviews, and more. And so not all of the copies of The Alchemist have the discussion questions. So if you're looking to buy it, I recommend getting this one because it has some good stuff in the back of it. Um, Last week, we talked specifically about, is there any ounce of narcissism or ego in pursuing your personal legend? Yes. And we had a discussion about it. Mm -hmm. And And I I loved it. Yeah. I I listened to the podcast later because I felt like we were really kind of chomping through it in the moment, you know? Sometimes we talk about stuff before, but we really chomped through that in the moment. And so I listened back, and it, I I thought we really dug deep on some stuff. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. And so we picked another question from the back of the book for this week. And um, again, like we said in the last episode, if you haven't read the book, you're not going to be lost because it's still the conversation is around an idea that the book points out. So... Last week, the idea of is narcissism a part of us pursuing our personal legends and is it a good or bad thing? Personal legend, we we explained is just like your mission, uh, purpose, why in life, you know? So this one, um, it's the only background that you need to know from the story is that there's a journey part through a desert, And it's a really long, um, kind of intense journey through the desert until they arrive at an oasis, which is this pretty large kind of camp oasis that is um, got thousands of people in it, like a pretty big um, size of like a city. And it's there's water and palm trees. trees. And so whenever they've been going through the desert for so long and they finally get to the oasis, anyone who goes on the journey, it's like a very uh, big moment because you've been traveling in pretty much silent solitude uh, in the desert. So with that said, that's the only backstory you need to know. But the question is, and I'm going to kind of skip through the 
the beginning because it's about the book, but I'm going to get to this part where it says, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, an oasis is something that provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast, which before I move on, I love that uh, idea of pleasant contrast Mm -hmm. as a definition of an oasis. Pleasant contrast. Because you know when people say, this is my oasis, like away from work, like your mm-hmm. home, like some people call their home like their oasis mm-hmm. because it's a pleasant contrast from maybe where they're at all day. Well, and I, I love that phrase because it doesn't it doesn't give a definition to what the oasis has to be or look like because it's just whatever is the pleasant opposite. So for some people, maybe going to work is their oasis. Yeah. That's the contrast Depending. they need. And yeah. So it could be anything that's a pleasant contrast. So something Love that it. provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast. So here the author seems to be suggesting a reversal in our perceptions of the spiritual and material worlds. That the spiritual experience is the arduous journey of discovery, and the world of people is where we go to rest and rejuvenate and be rejuvenated. What oasis have you experienced in your life? Did your oasis seem of this world or was it a spiritual experience? And so we, we were kind of, we, we briefly talked about this topic because we wanted to kind of hash it out um, on the podcast. But this idea that typically when you think of like going on a spiritual journey, and that sounds, I think, a lot more... Uh, like a more dramatic way of saying it, but I, when you when you have that internal, internal look at your life and you're really thinking about things in a way you never have before, right? And you're you're choosing to see the different um, parts of who you are and your life, not just like this. And usually try to find some sort of meaning and alignment and try to better yourself and your life and through what, this what, journey. And like what Brene Brown would call like doing your work. Yes. That's like a best way that I can think about describing yes. that. But usually when you think about that, that seems like a place of um, <laughs> like, I don't, I mean like not, not an oasis, but it seems like a place more of well she says doing your work because yeah I know but but I think like what I'm saying is when you say spiritual journey you think of like oh I'm gonna do like my my spiritual journey and like awakening and it's supposed to be like this really fulfilling like um thing and but but when you think about it as doing your work it's very hard to work on being aligned to who you are and figuring out really who you are and how you function and what you like and what you don't like and how to control your emotions and how to feel your emotions and how to name your emotions and all of that is a lot of work and and the the other part of it that he's saying it, that the material part of world and the physical part of world is being in relationship and community with people. And that that's, that's where the refuge. That's where he's saying the refuge and the oasis is. Yeah. So what do you think? Me? Everyone. Oh. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, I'm an introvert. 
you know, mm-hmm. by nature. And so an extroverted introvert an extroverted introvert. But I do a hundred percent see that when I connect with people and when I'm in community with people, I do feel just like that poem, the mm-hmm. young, the young Pueblo poem. <laughs> I leave rejuvenated. I, I have a refresh, you know what I mean? Especially when you're with people who, well, cause it's a, a good and an honest conversation with a good friend. Yes. So not, I'm rejuvenated by random strangers, yeah. which some people some are. Some people are, yeah. What do you think? Well, um, I th- for me, I was thinking that I could see how it could go both ways. I was thinking that sometimes your spiritual journey does feel arduous, as he said, and you find relief in your relationships, talking stuff out, maybe even distracting yourself a little, doing the things that you love to do in this physical world are so rejuvenating for me, and they help you get get through those spiritual internal parts that you have been working through but then I also sometimes can see the flip that this world is hard you know and sometimes people are hard and sometimes your work is hard and I mean not your spiritual work your regular yeah your job and you I mean and sometimes you have to find refuge in your spiritual journey I 100% agree because there are times in my life when I get introspective and I read a book that's really um like awakening something in, like in the me. alchemist yeah but or like David White's poetry or or even like this young Pueblo book like when I when I have moments where I have some kind of awakening and I can sit with myself and I can think through things that's very um, rejuvenating. Mm. And I can, you know, like if I, if I go on a walk and I'm listening to a podcast or I'm just quiet and thinking about things that are important to me about myself and trying to make sure I'm, I'm, um, being my best self. I feel like I, those, those kinds of things, I, move on from my day after doing that feeling refreshed and that you face the physical world a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's times where like young Pueblo says where those deep or meaningful uh, encounters with a good friend, that's refreshing. That's a refuge. So I think two things, one, it doesn't all your oasis doesn't always have to be the same thing. Like depending on the season, depending how you're feeling. And also, I think what this is showing me is that your spiritual journey and the physical world actually aren't two separate things. Like you're they if your physical world, you have no connection to it. It disrupt it's disruptive for you all the time, constantly. Well, I think it's going to be pretty difficult for you to have any sort of productive healthy spiritual journey and vice versa I think also there's a time where you come to a point where you can't just be living only in this in the physical world and just completely abandoning and ignoring your spiritual journey you won't reach any sort of growth growth or happiness or fulfillment I think that they both give to each other but there I think there are times though like 
when maybe you're in a job that you don't love or, you know, like you're going through like a hard part in life, just like physical life. I'm talking about like in relationship, maybe you're having a difficult time in your marriage or maybe it's really hard at work and you don't like it and you're not fulfilled. But then I think your spiritual life is awakened. That's what I'm saying. But no, but I'm saying like not awakened, like a refuge. Because it's not that you abandon it. It's like a refreshing thing to tap into as well. I think what I'm saying... I don't saying, think it's one or the other. Yeah, I think what I'm saying is they each inform each other. Yes, is totally. Good, That's a, a good, good way. way to say it. Because if I'm, if I'm grounded spiritually, quote unquote, then I face the the physical world and the things in front of me, my everyday life much differently. I see them differently. I Mm -hmm. encounter them differently. I behave differently. I see things as an opportunity. Also, when I'm going through something I really dislike in my everyday life and I need to, I feel like for a season, maybe I need to endure it. I need to learn something spiritually through this hard time. But then I can also know that it's time to change that thing as you're in tune yes you know what I mean yeah totally one thing I was going to say that in the book when he's on the desert journey I don't know if you remember this in the story but he's talking about how in the desert which I guess um according to the question that the author is making that desert journey the spiritual spiritual, arduous journey yes Uh, kind of the difficult doing your work type of thing. Well, like in the story, he's going through the desert and it's really quiet. Like um, no one's really talking because the wind is so loud and the sand. And also you're like, it's hard to stay alive in the desert. So you're trying to be like really careful about where you are, making sure you're headed following this one star and that you're headed in the right direction and that you're maneuvering around obstacles and all this stuff that um, he he talks about that it, it's it was about being really attentive and paying attention to where he Just, was at, and then once arriving to the oasis, everyone gets loud and is laughing and talking because it's like we're through this mm. and we're around other mm-hmm. people and there's life here and you know what I mean. I feel mm. like I understand that dichotomy too. Mm. Um, and then it's like the physical world can get so loud that you start to have a hard time hearing yeah, that inner jer- spiritual force, whatever you want to call. And as you were talking, which I didn't really make the connection before, but as you were saying it, it's also this question is also the exact thing we were talking about with the oil. Yeah. Well, so I, I and I thought about this in the last episode almost to say it, but that like the, the journey through the desert, they just keep following this one star and it doesn't mean that they're going straight. They have to go around all of these obstacles and stuff and it's maybe a little bit longer, but they have to do it, but they Mm -hmm. just make sure they're going in the right direction. Direction. And I really resonate with yes. that. And everyone does because yes. in life, it's not a freaking straight line. No. And I would love for it to be as a type A personality There's that's called Demanda and a Planda. 
Those are my nicknames from <laughs> Haley and my husband. But I would love if it were a straight line. But it is absolutely 100% not a straight line. But you don't have to lose focus of your direction. Yeah. Even if you have to take... And that's the oil, holding the oil. Yes. But also being fully present. Yes. Well, and in terms of an oasis, you can get... I think... So, also, if you didn't listen to the episode before, there's a part in The Alchemist where there's a king who tells a story that is more or less like a parable. And just the the, the main person in the story has to learn how to hold this very precious oil in a spoon and not spill it, but also be walking around and exploring the grounds of the kingdom and, and enjoying it and see it and take it all in to do both intentionally. Right. Which is very difficult because it's the metaphor of holding your personal like legend, like your purpose, your mission, mi- your treasure, your, your desire spiritual journey, but also being where you are so and fully, fully present. So imagine what you were just saying, going through the desert where, metaphorically you're staring at the oil only you know yeah yeah and then you arrive to this oasis that is fun and beautiful and exciting and a and relief and, and a pleasant uh, contra- yes, contrast and you just drop your effing oil because you're like let's party here like this feels nice but i've been into in stages it. of my life like that okay sorry Mm-mm. i don't want you to Go lose ahead. what you're saying no, I w- no. Go ahead. I won't lose it. Well, I was just, I was just gonna say like I think that was like a huge part of my mid twenties. Um, which, it, you know, I think everything, all like works for your good and everything like that. But I mean, there there was just a time there that I was living life, having fun, nothing wrong with that. But I lost the oil, like I didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like I dropped it. I was like, F this. I'm having a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Still like, but, but like no awareness of my spiritual journey, no mm. awareness of my purpose, just really enjoying where I was at. And, and also metaphorically, you're saying as if you went through the desert, you had to take a detour, but then you kind of like went off and explored and stopped looking at your star for a second. Or like got to the oasis and threw my spoon. <laughs> If we're talking about carrying the oil, maybe this is confusing to people, but if you listen it's to the first episode, it's too much sense to me. Me too. Because listen, but I want to tell you that when I did that in my mid 20s, through the spoon, through the spoon, <laughs> I had a massive panic attack. Oh, interesting. And this is something that I've wanted to get more into on the podcast for like an episode. We have it down the road talking about anxiety and panic attacks and things like that. Um, so this, if this triggers you, I'm giving you a warning a little bit. I'm not going to jump too much into it. But I had a really intense panic attack at this time in my life when I had completely lost, I think, focus, direction around my spiritual journey. And, and my, not just my spiritual journey, but my work, my precious oil, my personal Personal legend, legend. whatever you want to call it. And I believe that that happened to me because I didn't feel grounded or connected to myself. And it was like this rude awakening of 
get your shit together. Mm-hmm. What are you here for? What are you living in your life doing? What's your purpose? What are you accomplishing? Um, not for your own, not for your own name, but in the sake of the world, like what are you contributing? And it was like very, very eye opening. And it wasn't like I had this huge life change, but it was like, I got more focused. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes the world will just like shake you up. Your own self will shake you up if Mm -hmm. you get too far off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And And then you have to respond to to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm also was saying about you can get it can get so loud you know and sometimes these oasises oasis (laughs) (laughs) that that voice that we all kind of have inside of us it's just gets a little it gets harder and harder to hear well also you sometimes you just ignore it well and when and i feel like there's a whole nother part in the book about intuition and that the more that you listen and you do it and you honor you it, practice it. Yeah. That the, the voice like gets stronger, stronger. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a part of us. Like it sounds so dumb to say getting far. It makes sense to me, but you know, getting away from yourself and being close to yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes perfect sense to me. And I think that's kind of what you were saying. You know, you can go and you can start even ignoring it. But then there's still a little voice inside of us that's trying to call us back home or to ourselves or to this journey. To be clear, the oasis in the book when he's journeying through the desert is not his final destination. It's not not supposed to be his final destination, but he gets to the oasis and it's just it's just the metaphor that like sometimes you get to a place and you get comfortable there and it's it's a good experience for you you're enjoying it it's making you happy you meet people there that um excite you but it's not your final destination and it can be a really big distraction if you're not yeah, also so holding your 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 personal destiny your personal legend the balance um, of the both is really, really key because, again, the definition of what the dictionary says is an oasis is something positive. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. But if you stay there and you Lose decide sight. to not continue <laughs> the other part of it and you're just like, that's it. I'm living in the oasis for the rest of my life. Well, then it does kind of turn into a bad thing because now you're just ignoring. But I do, I do want to say that like at that time in my life. Well, now it probably seems like it was a huge part of the journey. Well, no, but I I was going to say that like at that time in my life, this is, this is like, I think a growing up thing too, but like I didn't see it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't see it as a distraction or anything. It was like I had an awakening that it was, I I was comfortable and I was not aligned to myself and I was not on a spiritual journey and I was not, like, and it's like once I realized all of that is when, like, it felt like the rug was pulled out from under me and I had the panic attack, like, what am I even doing? You know what I mean? Like, what am I even <laughs> like 
not like how why am I living my life this way like what am I contributing like what is going on with me except for enjoying life do you know what I mean which isn't a bad thing. That's Enjoying what I'm life saying is isn't a bad thing, but I like all the other things were not aligned and I was a lot of different versions of myself. And I feel like sometimes when you're you're in that place when you're in the oasis and you've set up camp, you don't realize that you've forgotten the journey because you started a life there. Well, and because it feel it's a good thing at first. Yeah. And you're like this is great, but yeah. it's not your You're like I'm so, I'm enjoying this so much. I'm so rejuvenated. This feels so comfortable and that's a good thing. And it's kind of like when people And then you're like shit, I've been here for 9 years. <laughs> well, it's like when people outgrow the places that they are and they shrink to stay in them. Do you know what I mean? When we are meant, we're meant to change and grow and we're on this journey and there's going to be phases and there's going to be an oasis here and there's going to be, you know what I mean? Like you can't just set up camp and be like, done, this is me forever, bye. Because it's easy and comfortable. So easy. Yeah. But then I but think then life ti- will slap you in the face there's and like. And maybe this is oasis done more um, in balance, but like I remember there being a time like specifically which yeah there was a time when I met my friends from Spain and I just felt like all of a sudden I was like I kind of went into that sort of oasis of like loud and we were going out and just like so much fun and like delicious food like over indulging and but it was a time that was like after a hard time in my life and then it felt like that was almost like you know like an oasis but then it kind of took me out into a new journey so I also think like you're saying seasons of your life that well you have to take I mean just like in the story he he got really comfortable in the oasis he didn't want to leave but he took what was good from it yes and moved on yes and that's what you have to do but you just have to make sure you're not stopping your journey indefinitely forever (laughs) you know what I mean or yeah or mistaking it as your final destination as your dream or being because I also in the if we were to say this in a like real world situation you know maybe you have this and and also this is gonna make us go off track but you don't we don't necessarily know exactly what our personal legend final destination, and we don't even think there is a final destination. There's no final treasure. Yeah. So, I don't mean this to say like you're. I'm abandoning ship to this thing. I know exactly what it is, but I think sometimes we have a sort of intuitive dream or treasure or mission, and then you get to a place where. It seems so good that it's all you could think that it's it. You know, like I got this job that I never thought I would get. This feels like such an accomplishment. I can't believe I got here. I have this partner. I can't believe I got this partner. This must be it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think it really takes holding on to that oil to know if you're gonna outgrow that place or not yeah I agree and then sometimes I think it can just be settling yeah 
And then you're like, this is good Dang, enough. Yeah. The Oasis was better than the desert journey. I'm going to stick. And this is reminding me of our conversation about success and failure. Yeah, that there's there's no such thing as failure and there's no such thing as success. If you because haven't as soon listened as you to that episode, you need to listen to it. As soon as you arrive to a place that feels like success and you had set it in your mind as an end goal or as a goal, well, as soon as you get it, you realize You're there's gonna more keep for moving me. on mm-hmm. because that's human nature. It's yeah. You, you don't stop. There's no real pinnacle because life keeps going. You have different acts in life. Act one, act two, act three, act four, you know? Well, and I'm, I'm also, just to kind of bring it back to the beginning, I'm so thankful that I have really good friends to talk this stuff through, especially when you get into these phases of your life, these acts, and you're kind of like, hey, can you guys kind of be a mirror for me? Yeah. Is this, like, have I become complacent? Am I plateauing? Am I, like, settling down too much? Or, like, friends who celebrate with you whenever you make a leap of faith. Yes, and you take a big risk, and you do something, and and you have friends that are pulling you along and telling you to move out of it. Get out of that oasis. There's something on the other side of it. Or just praising you for being courageous enough to keep going you know and and friends that are your oasis yeah you know because I think there's we've kind of started talking about oasis as a as a time frame or a experience but I think that there's oasises that you can take along with you your whole entire journey you that know are nice to tap into mm-hmm. what's something that you'd do like that's always something that you can do to feel rejuvenated hang out with you that's nice serious I feel the same I feel like sometimes um if I'm in a like in a funk or something like that you and I have a good way of pulling each other out Mm. just by doing something together you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but but it, it looks different for everyone. Well, and it looks different for me sometimes, yeah. too. Sometimes it's being alone mm-hmm. and, and being by myself and going on a walk, walk with my dog. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Going on a run or walk mm-hmm. with sister. Like, I just, sometimes that's exactly what I need in a small way to disconnect. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. And just be outside. and Yeah, nature is a huge one. I, I think. know there's another question in the back of the book about nature. I think it's the second question that... I don't know if we'll do another Ooh. episode on it, but I would really like to. I think nature is a he- one of my biggest oasises. Yeah, I agree. It's very, it's it's a he- it's a very pleasant contrast, but it's also like where I see the meeting point of both physical and spiritual. It makes me feel very aligned and grounded because I feel like it's an escape, a, c- a contrast, but it also makes me feel the most like my spiritual self. Yeah, I totally agree. So I I don't know if you guys like realize it yet that we really like this book, The Alchemist. Um, it's done sent us on a little thinking journey. Yes, and really reaffirmed some things we had been thinking. So it's it's a great book. We highly recommend you reading it. And thank you guys so much for listening this week and listening to this episode. We love talking to each other. So we're 
recording it. And we love hearing from you guys when you listen. So make sure you shoot us a DM at dearfriend.podcast on Instagram. And you can follow watch us. us on also YouTube. You can watch it. Look at our faces. We're angels in, in the, the outfield. outfield. And sometimes booby angels. No one's going to know what that means. I just said it earlier. I know. It's just the weird, dumb nicknames we say about stuff. Do y'all Sorry. have weird nicknames? Because I could turn anything into a, a nickname. Anything. It's her gift. Like Frenchies. She can never say the real word about anything. Here, Here's my final tip for the for the week. Don't what? paint your nails yellow. I'm just going to do one example, quick example. Of my nicknames? How you say words. Oh. This the drink that I'm drinking is a Topo Chico, but what would you say? Topo Chiki. I know. <laughs> and I called Gilmore Girls Gillies. Yeah. Gillies. I, I was like, I was watching oh, Gillies. Wow. And you were like. What is that? Because we usually say GG. Yeah, we call it GG. I was like, I was watching Gillies the other day. Why can't we say real stuff? I can't speak right. (laughs) Y'all have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Until next episode, live Live party. party.